everyone. We're back. This is District 3 Podcast, episode 87. Uh, Manny's actually here, but he's not on the mic. He's actually right behind me. So I just want to let you all know that he's actually here, but he's not, he's not on the air with us this episode. But we do have two friends of the podcast that are joining us today, and they come from TASC, uh, which is Teen Action Support Center. Um, they're based right now in Springdale. We have uh, Jackie Perez, who's the director of operations, and Marcela Perez, who's the outreach coordinator of TASC as well. Thank you all for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So the station has been um, a center in downtown Springdale. Has it been for three or four years? Since 2018. Since the summer of 2018. The summer of 2018. And it's kinda, it kind of feels like it's been longer than that just because there's been so much going on within the center. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what it is? Like what is, I know that the organization is Teen Action Support Center, but what is the station? So the station is actually a uh, collaborative hub. Um, I think it's like coined as like an innovation hub as well. But essentially, it's a task as well as the Washington County Juvenile Court, uh, Tech Hogs Robotics, um, and CSI, which is Community Service Incorporated. Yeah. So that's a little bit about like who's within there. And so task, what we do is we kind of do the same thing. We just believe and invest in teens and their ideas and thoughts. Um, so that's kind of what the station does. And we do that in a multitude of ways, whether it be counseling to music, like maybe if you're interested in being in a studio or maybe being a producer, there are opportunities there for that, um, as well as like maybe you are a maker. Um, so how do we get, how do you get involved? And it's really just as simple as walking in. Nice. Um, so you are from Springdale, right, Jackie? Were you actually born here? No, I was actually born in California. It was okay. maybe 2003 in December that I moved here to Arkansas. In what part of California? Um, San Bernardino. Okay. And Marcela, are you from I'm here? I'm from Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're actually born, born in, in born Fayetteville. Born and raised, yeah. Have we had someone that's been born in Fayetteville? Like, actually from here? Usually everybody... No, I, I think she's the first. Wow. Yeah. And it's episode 87? Episode 87. <laughs> mostly, wow, okay. Mostly everybody is from California, yeah. and they came to Arkansas, and Jackie helped us continue that tradition. Yep. Uh, literally, <laughs> nice. like, it's usually, like, the Los Angeles area, uh-huh. and that's, that's, like, mine and Manny's story, too. Like, we're... From California and, and ended up moving over here. Yeah. So you were born. We're actually born in Fable. So you've been here almost yeah. all your life, Marcella. Yeah, all my life. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about Ooh, uh, being here sometimes. for that long? You know, weird sometimes. Well, it happened because my dad came straight here in the '80s um, to work in in the poultry industry, um, and my mom my mom was the one that that initially went to California and then moved here. So similar similar background to to a lot of people. Um, but they met here and, and then I came, so. Nice, nice. So it's like, I think I met, mo- I met both of you during, or my, during my campaign for state representative, right? I think you, you helped me out, you helped me out, and I think we went around and drove around. Do you remember that? I think mm-hmm. we, and Marcella was helping out, and I know mm-hmm. her mom too, so it's like, so it's kind of been like, what, five, five years since we've done each other? I feel like maybe it's been a little bit longer, but I can't quite pinpoint the year because I was still in college when we initially met. And it was with, like, I think at the time it was Lucha. Oh, okay. The first conversation, I think, of the name even coming, that's whenever we first met. 
Because I know your sister, I've known her since high school because we had like a class together. That must be true, yeah. Because she went to SHS too. And I think you guys graduated a little closer in years. Yeah, I think I'm like two years older than her. Or one. Damn, I feel old. <laughs> uh, but 29 is still young, right? Right? Still young. And then Max was over here as well. I mean, I've, I think I've known him for like three or four years as well. I feel like you all have a lot of uh, siblings that are, that are involved, which is pretty cool, right? Well, it's just me, Max, and Deb. Mm. That's, that's the three of us, but we have a lot of family who's been involved, I think, in, in different areas, especially in Springdale, which is nice to see. It's very motivating. But even, I, I think, like, at some of the events that you've done, I always see, like, your mom there, who's, like, the exact image of you. <laughs> me and Myra always talk about it, because when we see her, we're like, oh, that looks just, she looks just like Jackie. Because, like, I'll always say stuff like, like, if, if, if an older person um, and a younger person look alike, I'll always say that the, that the older person looks like the younger person, and Myra will be like, no, you have to go, like, by the youngest, you know, like, you have to pay respect to the older, to the older person. But I think that's pretty cool, you know, because a lot of the times, like, folks that are involved in stuff, sometimes their parents aren't. So I think that's pretty cool that your parents show up. Oh, yeah, they've always been, like, super supportive of everything that we do. And I think just want to see, like, what it is that we're getting our hands into, which I think is kind of, like, funny that we've ended up in the positions that we've ended up um, just because we've gotten so much freedom and support from our parents to just follow what feels right um, and they just want to see that too definitely definitely well we're gonna take a quick music break and actually a song that Manny recommended last week it's uh, I believe it's Victor Jara but the song is El Derecho de Vivir en Paz and we'll be right back after this quick break El derecho de vivir sin miedo en nuestro país en conciencia y unidad con toda la humanidad ningún cañón borrará el surco de la
And we're back. That was a recommendation from Manny, um, who is here in the studio, I repeat again, uh, but he's not on the air with us. But we're glad that our guests are here with us, um, Jackie Perez and Marcela Perez. Marcela, of course, again, being the outreach coordinator of TASC, and uh, Jackie Perez being the director of operations. Um, so I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about y'all's journey to the positions that you have right now. How did you all first get involved with, with TASC in general? So I think I was hired back in uh, 2018 or 2019, um, and part of why I got involved was because my brother Max Perez worked there, and he'd been there for maybe a couple of years, and I just heard so much about the great things that they were doing for young people. Um, and at that point, I was closer in age to teens, uh, but I just really wanted to be a part of it, and I worked for two years in other places. and was still hopeful to find a position there at TASC and one day it kind of just opened up uh, and I was able to work myself uh, up into the position of Director of Operations fairly quickly. Yeah, for me I actually, my first interaction with the station was a date because <laughs> mm. one of the Stitches Boys, which is like the artist collective um, that like ran it at the station, they were like, like kind of there. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I got taken on a date to to go and do some some artwork, and that was the first time I ever like stepped foot at the station. And then the second time was actually uh, for the Finsa, um, for that meeting that that you guys were having uh, in Two hosting years ago at the or station. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then after that, um, I saw in I was needing a job, and I saw in the the Latinx like group chat at the U of A um, that a job was posted there so I interviewed and and got it and that's a cool spot right like being in that downtown Springdale spot like there's some nice like Mexican places to eat there's the uh, what's that place called big sexy food mm -hmm. what do y'all usually hit up like for food when y'all are working Ooh. don't tell me you go to Fayetteville no no <laughs> <Come on now. laughs> no um, uh, on Emma, um, let's see, Don Guero, Taqueria Don Guero. Um, I go to Taqueria Guanajuato a lot. Yeah. That's, that's the OG. Mm -hmm. Yeah, also like, you know, Black Apple Crossing. I was about to say, Ooh. you better say Black Apple because <laughs> Manny's over here looking. Yeah. <laughs> not on the job. I'm not going over there on the job, but yeah, after. <laughs> yeah, after. You got that new pineapple, what is it? Pineapple. Mm -hmm. Uh, spicy drink. Spicy drink. It looks. Like really good. They say coming out with like something new. Chamoy. Chamoy. Pineapple chamoy. Mm -hmm. Go try it out. Recommended. But anything. Also, any like, other food? Subway. You know. Subway. <laughs> people look down on Subway. Like, I love Subway. By people, I mean my wife. She doesn't like. <laughs> she doesn't like Subway. I she like Firehouse Subs. From Subway, and what? I found my my Subway like sole partner, um, Coco. We get the same order. Yes. <laughs> what do you get? Uh, spicy Italian. Ooh, I do the was it chicken and bacon ranch? Mm. That one's pretty good with jalapenos and I put pepperoni in there. It's pretty expensive though. Whenever you whenever you add pepperoni, it comes out like fourteen bucks. But it's oh worth no it. way! Yeah, but it's definitely <laughs> I, worth it. I stay with the six dollar foot long. Oh, that's the, it. The special because they have like a special right every day. I think they have like a special sandwich, but it never works out for me. Oh, but that's a, I mean I I've always kind of like wanted to work d downtown just because there's a lot of cool people there. Like I know you know Drew Devonport who's an attorney also on Emma, and there's just really nice folks that you can kind of uh, bond with. Um, so can you all tell me a little bit about like some of the events that 
um, the station uh, specifically has done in the past, just so people can kind of get an idea of some of the work that you have done in the past? Yeah, um, we've done, uh, I mean, Jackie's been there for longer, so I've, I've been there since November of 2019, but in the time that um, I was there, there was open mic nights, there were a lot of like ed art educational classes going on um, in different rooms. I always feel like, like pre-COVID, there was always something different going on in each room. Like uh, in our meeting room, they would have uh, this like D&D um, game going on every like Wednesday, and then there'd be like music classes in the collaboratory or like karaoke nights, uh, and everyone would like participate. So uh, anything like art and culture related like really happened there. And what's how has the uh, the pandemic kind of changed things for you? Whew. <laughs> been a lot of trial and error of trying to figure out what's going to work, maybe what doesn't really resonate with the community, how do we make sure that we're reaching out to people on a continuous basis to figure out if maybe interests are changing, shifting with the times. Um, so honestly, it's kind of just putting it out there and seeing if it works. If it works, then we kind of get to stick with it for as long as we can and as long as folks are interested. Uh, but transportation, even before COVID has been an issue, it's I'd probably even more of an issue now, um, but that's kind of been a challenge. But before uh, COVID, I mean, what didn't we do is kind of more like it, just because whatever idea that teens are bringing into the space or even like people who are interested in serving the community, we'll figure out a way to host that there and, and to make it happen for youth. Because the reason that the, and I, I take it back, I think we opened up in the summer of 2017. 17? Years yeah. mixed together. Um, Four years ago. Mm-hmm. So you were right, four, three, four years ago, yeah. Um, but I think I was saying something. What was I saying? You were talking about um, what y'all were, what y'all are doing right now, and and during the pandemic, but also kind of how things were were before the pandemic. You said there was like a lot of y'all were doing a lot of events and stuff, and I, I remember I was at one of them. Um, a lot of young people. And I remember I, I, when I went to that event, I felt so old. Like, I felt like that meme. You know that meme with that old guy that's holding the skateboard in, like, a, in like a classroom hallway? Like, that's how I felt. Like, I was like, hey, guys. Because I was, like, 20, 28 years old, and, and folks there were, like, 19 and 20. And sometimes I forget that some of the folks that I organized with at Equipo, they're so young, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and, and But they're so mature, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's really cool. I know, I know that the name Teen Action Support Center has the, has the word teen in it. Is there a specific age, age range that you all work with at the, uh, the Teen Action Support Center? Yeah, so at TASC we work with folks that are uh, 13 to 19 years old. Um, sometimes we're able to kind of play a little bit around with those ages just because if we have, you know, let's say a teen who's interested in counseling services and they're not quite yet 13 but they know that they want it, uh, they can be 12 and we can work with our counselors to make an exception. Or if we have someone who's 20 and experiencing, uh, you know, not having a home, you know, we're gonna do everything that we can uh, to either help them out ourselves or connect them to the right people that will be able to provide that service. Oh, the station, the reason it has its name is because uh, it's near the train tracks, but it's also serving as like a space, like almost like a station where you can meet people. So it's a mm -hmm. hyper connector. Um, so if we don't have something in-house, that's not a big deal. We know that we can utilize our network uh, within the area and find someone who would be able to teach you that skill that you're interested in. So that's a little bit about the name, the station. Are y'all currently still sharing the building? 
with another organization? Yeah, so Washington uh, County Juvenile Court has been in there since the beginning. CSI, I think, is the newest partner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they work in collaboration with uh, Washington County Juvenile Courts. Uh, and we're able to work with them as well since we serve this, a similar demographic. Uh, and then Tech Hogs Robotics, who's also been there since oh, yeah. the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been there for quite a while because I remember when we do like posters and stuff in the back, there's folks that are kind of just uh, looking at us <laughs> and doing their thing, you know? So I think that's pretty cool. Um, so it's been active for quite a few years now, and of course the pandemic has affected it. Um, how do people, like how, if there is any teen out there that's currently listening that wants to join, you know, within that, within that age range, what do they do? Do they call or do they just show up? It's a mixture of things. They can call, they can show up, they can DM us, mm-hmm. um, really anything. And one thing that we also do at TASK is we don't simply focus on arts and culture, which I think is one of the most profound things that, you know, we can work on together as a community. I mean, entrepreneurship and art are, you know, they're linked. Um, but we also help with counseling. It's low to no cost. We're able to help out young parents um, with physical resources, but also mentorship because it's hard. Um, and uh, the other thing that we work with is uh, community service, which Marcella could talk more about. Um, and we also help with, uh, our program is called Thrive, uh, where we're able to help out with housing, um, nutrition, life skills, um, one-on-one mentorship, a lot of different things. So cool. Do you want to touch on that, on the community service part, Marcella? Yeah, I guess it's just like a, a part of, of it all as a, as a whole. But uh, yeah, before I was uh, outreach coordinator, I was the in-service specialist or mentor. Um, I kind of prefer the, the, the title mentor mm. uh, because I think that that is, I think, the most accurate way of describing it. Um, but yeah, I mean, we offer community service programming. Um, before COVID, we offered more like on-site off-site um, programming, so we'd go to other nonprofit organizations and you know help fix bikes or like help uh, like um, uh, take apart computers and stuff. Um, so what you would think of like typical like community service as as like you're doing some sort of like labor. Um, and then with the pandemic, uh, Washington County stopped assigning hours to teens, but Benton County did not. So there were teens that were still receiving hours and still had deadlines for these hours um, and almost no way to complete them. (laughs) Um, A lot of places that were serving teens uh, in the area during the pandemic were really struggling and, you know, being able to offer programming uh, for them. But we kind of shifted um, what community service is, I think. Um, We made it less so like maybe community service and more like service to yourself. Mm. And um, offering uh, projects that were really addressing some of the feelings um, and problems that were brought on by the pandemic, mm-hmm. especially for teens. Uh, schools are, that's like their main form of socialization. Like that's where they go if they're not at home. Um, yeah. And all of a sudden that was, that was gone. And for a lot of them that was really scary and it was really abrupt. Um, so the staff really had to think about like what ways we could still be there and still provide this programming without being with them in person. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Because I think like in its essence, task, uh, like we believe that teens can be and are effective problem solvers and they're really positive forces for change. Uh, and that's kind of the narrative that we want to share 
with the community and also like just globally i think teens constantly get a bad rap um but in reality they're, they're like the coolest individual it's like such a wonderful age to get to go through it's kind of one of those ages have. where like if it's a good time to really interfere in someone's life if, if for some reason you know they're not feeling good about themselves or are going through a bad bad path that's like the perfect time to kind of just come in and you know with your services help them mm-hmm. with I, one of the things that i really like about uh y'all's work is the ability of giving people a platform to showcase their either their artistic ability or just you know, just anything, just to be able to to have some sort of hobby outside of home because some people specific, I mean, some teens have, have it difficult at, at home, mm-hmm. right? So it's kind of like a, a way to just um, really express themselves, which goes a long way, you know, when you're able to express yourself instead of holding all that in, I feel it's like, it's really good that, that y'all are providing that opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. And so now, I mean, the pandemic, I don't, I'm not going to say it's coming to an end yet because we don't really know, right? People are vaccinated. I know Marcella flexed on us that she already got fully vaccinated <laughs> a few minutes ago. But um, what are the plans for, for now and for, the, and for the future right now in regards to uh, the Teen Action Support Center? Mm-hmm. Not all of them, right? We, I mean, of course, we don't. We're probably still working on them. But, like, is there anything that you're currently working on now or that you have plans for the future? Yeah, we have a Rogers location coming soon. Um, So I think that was one uh, big difference in access when it came to like Washington and Benton County, because in Washington County, we have the station and we have this place that like a physical space that teens can come to after school. You know, we have a lot of uh, kids from um, SHS come, you know, after and they just walk, you know, it's it's easy. Um, mm-hmm. and the Lisa Academy uh, which is a middle school uh, downtown and it was it was weird to only be able to offer programming at the station because it was like I still have Benton County kids that need you know services and would I think benefit and really love to have a space like that um, so yeah we're we're opening up a, a Rogers location that is you know, would would be a place where they could come to after school as well as, uh, like, have other things going on. Mm-hmm. Which, lo- is it is it a new location than the ones they have now? I know there was, I saw one a few days ago when I when I drove through New Hope, mm-hmm. and it said, is that it? Uh, that is our, uh, that's, like, the, the main task building. It's the first one. Uh, we started in Rogers, Arkansas, I think 16 years ago, 17. Oh in October. Then there's one by by the church, right? And by then St. there's Raphael. one on Poplar. Oh, not so, St. Raphael, St. Vincent. Yeah, St. Vincent. Um, on Poplar, that's what we call our Poplar office, and currently Poplar is housing our Restore program, which is counseling, um, but counseling is actually moving to our New Hope site, and then New Hope Operations is moving to our expansion, so the new Rogers station is what we'll call it, but we, it doesn't have a name yet. Um, but essentially what it will be is uh, the Rogers version of the station. Uh, in station number two? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> do you all, do you all know where it's mark. at? Where it's going to be at? Yeah, it's, we did, it's well underway. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's been years in the making, I think. Like, I think something that people don't understand about the station in Springdale is it took years to find the, the perfect space. And mm. we were able to, I think, achieve that. Um, with what we found on Emma and so again a similar story with the Rogers space it's taken years just to find the space that makes the most sense and so we do have a building it's been uh, undergoing remodels uh, Mm. 
entire interior remodel since November, but the plants have been in the works for a couple of years now, and uh, it'll be done. We're hopefully uh, doing our ribbon cutting on April 8th, which okay. is soon. That is pretty soon. That's faster than the closing in our, in our new house, so that's like, what, uh, uh, is it like, uh, probably like less than two weeks away? About two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, something like it's that. Exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's just like the amount of support just to get the, the, the space ready from the community for teens to have a space to be. And, and we could would hope to consider it another third space mm -hmm. and one that's safe um, where you can be yourself and create and do what you need to, you know, center yourself, but also work with your peers and uh, work on your ideas that you may have. And if people want to collaborate with you all, where can they find you? Where can they reach out to? Oh, really any of us. <laughs> yeah, um, our Instagram, we, we stay pretty active in the, in the, in the Instagram DM, Even like Facebook. checking Facebook. Yeah, any social media, but also just like calling the office or, um, or reaching out to any of us individually. And mm -hmm. what's the, what's the uh, Facebook and Instagram? Is it the station or is it Teen Action Support? Uh, station Center. is task, T-A-S-C dot N-W-A, right? Yeah, for, for Instagram, it's task NWA. Oh, like, it is. Yeah. yeah. And then for Facebook, it's Teen Action and Support Center, but I think you can also get away with looking up task, T-A-S-C. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then our website is taskNWA.org, and you can always find information about what we're doing. We're working really hard at, like, revamping our... Uh, our energy on like our website so yeah. I think it's gonna be looking different soon um, but you can always find like our email addresses there as well and just reach out to whomever you feel what about y'all's hours our hours so our hours are typically like operating hours 9 to 5 p.m. Uh, but our locations once we're kind of outside of a pandemic they stretch into the afternoon hours so for the station it would be open after school so um, you know until about 8 or something like that Sounds good. Well, we're excited about all the work that you are doing, and maybe in the next few months we can have you back and you can kind of give us an update. Hopefully we're past the pandemic then, you know, and we're all fully vaccinated and uh, people and you all are able to continue doing big events like y'all were doing. I remember that big event that y'all that y'all did uh, in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. uh, I think y'all have done it, was it twice or three times maybe? Three times. Three times, and I've gone to it and it's really cool, has a good feel. I remember, the, I, remember I marched with Mariachi one time at one of these, mm -hmm. at one of these events, so it's really community-oriented. But yeah, we appreciate everything you all do here um, in the community here at District 3 Podcast. And um, if, if you're interested in, in working with the folks at the Teen Action Support Center, please reach out um, through their social medias. And uh, that's the end of episode 87 of the District 3 Podcast this week. Thank you, Jackie, and thank you, Marcela, for joining us this week, and uh, hope to heal from you soon.